Hey guys, I'm Felissa Rose. And I'm Uncle Lloyd Kaufman. Hi, this is Russ Streiner. Scott Schiaffo here. Throbbing for Horror is my favorite podcast. You're listening to Throbbing with Horror. I don't know why you're listening to Throbbing with Horror. And you're listening to Throbbing with Horror. <laughs> Fiends and Horror Hounds, this is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. How's it going? Very good, because it's also a very special episode, because we have a guest. We have intern Corey on the show, back. Thank you for coming back, man. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. I've always wondered what happened to Faye Ray. In her satin draped frame? How it clung to her thigh? And I wanted to cry. <laughs> I'm going to hate this episode, aren't I? Because I wanted to be dressed just the same. Give yourself over to absolute pleasure. So, listeners, if you don't know, I literally had a meeting before we hit record <laughs> on here. I said, look, I know we all like the songs. They're all great. I said, we cannot just sing this entire episode. We still have to... Do the podcast. We can't just have karaoke. Eh, time warp. <laughs> Throbbing with horror. The musical episode. Yes. <laughs> All right. So Rocky Horror Picture Show. The last movie of Throbtober. Congratulations yes. to you both. As we both had a huge hand in it. Congrats on 31 movies in Throbtober. We did it. We did it. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yes. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Um, the, we, me and Greg were talking because this is a movie I've wanted to do since the very beginning again. And last year I was almost about to pick it, but I was like, no, I'm going to save it. And I was almost going to do the same thing this year until me and Greg were talking. And it's like, how do we end this epic, like 31 reviews in 31 days? What movie like fits in there? And we were both like, it has to be Rocky Horror. It's the only one that makes sense for some reason. Yeah, at the end of the day, I'm like, that's for real the only thing I can see fitting wrapping all this up. I don't know what else we could have thrown in here as the last pick. Yeah, because I was thinking about, like, of course, my mind goes classic Universal Monsters and stuff. And even that, it's like, yeah, but it's hard to... There are certain people that love that, like me, and other people that just see that it's black and white and go, bleh. <laughs> what do they go? Bleh. It's <laughs> black and white. This is an old movie. It must be stupid. I don't go blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what's your both your history with this one? Because I'm assuming this is one that you both have some with. Yeah, Corey, you go. Um, I just randomly one day, I was at the local video store in Somerset in. Um. And I saw, I saw the case sitting there. I had heard about this movie for years, but never seen it. I was probably a, I want to say I was a, a sophomore or a junior in high school back in. <laughs> you know what? I'll just say it. It was in the late 1900s. 
So you saw this when it was released. Oh, you are so lucky I'm not in person to strangle you. <laughs> I say it was it was probably it was probably ninety nine, two thousand the first time I saw this. And I just became obsessed. Like I probably rented this tape more than any than I did. And I actually bought a VHS copy of this movie from my video store when it went out of business. Oh, do you still have it? I don't know if I have it or if I sold it to Pete. Oh, oh, it's still in the it's still in the Throb family, though. Yes, true. I it, it's kind of funny because you said the first time you saw it was probably ninety nine to two thousand. Um, I was probably about the same age, like the same time that I saw it for the very first time. But I was born in ninety three. So I remember vague, like, flashes of memories of my parents watching this with me when I was, like, in elementary school. I saw this movie when I was in high school because there was a local show flyer that used Frankenfurter on it. And that Uh was the first time. I'm like, I know what it is. I just never watched it. So I picked it up from the video rental store. And I watched it. I'm like, oh, I liked it. And then, look, side note, personal story on this. There was a girl not who I was dating for a while, and Brett, you know, I'm infamously not good at staying awake late. Right. So it was too late to start the movie, if you ask me, and she put it on, and I fell asleep, like, I mean, it was damn it, Janet, I fell asleep. Oh, wow. And this turned into an argument that I don't like Rocky Horror for a long time, and I'd like to say that's why that did not last. Yeah, because Greg gets up at, like, 4.30 in the morning. Like, it kind of put into perspective the other day when me and Greg were hanging out, and I said something about, like, oh, man, I wish I had to, like, I wish I didn't keep waking up so early, like, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Like, I want to sleep in a little bit. And he's like, I've been up for six hours by then. (laughs) For me, sleeping in is I sleep till, like, three in the afternoon. Oh, I wish. I can't do it. But anyway, enough about our sleep habits. (laughs) All right, Rocky Horror. So it starts. Oh, Brett, what's our credits here? Oh, uh, directed by Jim Sharman. Lou Adler was the producer. That's a name that stuck out to me. Like, I was like, I've heard that name. Richard O'Brien wrote it uh, with Jim Sharman as well. Ah, less is more. Sharman Ultra. And Richard O'Brien was the um, composer. Just because and, uh, that's. Uh, and Riff Yeah. Holy shit, you're right. He is. Why did I just. <laughs> Not why did I just know that? I I don't know, but yeah, Richard O'Brien is my favorite character. Yeah, so it starts with the lip singing science fiction double feature, the close up on the lips, and gives the intro and everything. And that's already an iconic shirt that's on a thousand t shirts everywhere. Do you know whose lips these are? I do. These are magentas. Yes, but it is Richard. It is Richard O'Brien singing. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, Magenta, Patricia Quinn, who also shows up in Lords of Salem. Yes, she does. And then we cut to the wedding. Look, my notes are pretty much just the song titles, because I know what's going on, so it makes it easy. This opening song, this opening song really quick, is really great, because they do a bunch of, like, name drops. This is what, uh, we don't get the Fay Ray one yet, but we get, um, Claude Rains was the Invisible Man. Who the hell is Claude Rains? (laughs) <laughs> Flash Gordon was there in silver underwear. We get some King Kong drops there. Invisible yeah. Man. Yes, we do. Little things like that I very much enjoy. 
Yeah, it's a great song. I auditioned for a high school musical in this song once. Did not really? get the part. Oh, <laughs> did you just I am... your lips up and you stood in the dark? Like, <laughs> no, I tried to sing in falsetto and it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but we cut to the wedding that Janet and Brad are attending, and I love the little detail. Everyone else at the wedding is the rest of the cast throughout the rest of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, because we see Tim Curry and um. Richard O'Brien standing in the background, barely disguised. And and little Nell. Little oh, she's Nell, there too. Okay. Little Nell is the um is the girl on the left of Tim Curry. Okay. And then when they go into the church and are cleaning, Patricia Quinn is in there. Oh, okay, cool. But then we get the proposal from Brad to Janet and damn it Janet song, and they're engaged. And damn it, Janet. I love you. I'm not doing it. I'm not saying. I'm mad. I'm mad. Well, I love the little detail of like these church, the people that like run the church don't give a shit because a wedding just left and they just turn the flower arrangements around to black flowers because there's like, and it looks like a child died because it's a little tiny casket they bring in. <laughs> I was just about to bring that up. I'm like, that is definitely a child's funeral they are setting yes. up for. <laughs> you cut right from the wedding to the funeral. Okay, get the happy people out, bring the sad people in. Immediately, within five minutes. This is like, they they run this like a very tight shift. <laughs> oh, it's a well-oiled machine, this oh, church yeah. here. As opposed to later. We cut to the criminologist who will be our narrator throughout the movie. Yeah, he's interesting. Um, I was wondering, like, you almost might need him in it because he doesn't have anything to do with the story, really. I think he's just like, he's telling a story to the audience kind of thing. But he kind of does fit of there's a lot of shit going on at once. And then he'll just pop up, be like, okay, here we are. This is where we're at right now. He's almost like, here's your breather for a second. There's so much crazy stuff going on. Let's cut to him. Everyone take a break. Okay, get back in there. Oh, and a very, like, stuffy British man. Like, in his, like, home library type thing. He has a globe. Who has a globe? (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a But they're driving through the storm in the middle of the night. Where are they going? Like, what's their actual destination? Are they just... No, they're going to Dr. Scott's, right? Yeah. Yeah, because they just got engaged and they want to go there to break the news because they met in his uh, refresher course or whatever. Yes. So... Do they have, like, a Doc Brown Marty friendship with this man? She just yeah. pictured, like, this professor who, like, oh, you two met in my class, and you came to my house in the middle of the night to tell me you're engaged? Good job! Um. Also, on the radio, this is so great, because it's Nixon, like, getting, I don't know what the technical word is, but fired Impeach. as president, basically. And yeah. it's his speech of, like, yeah, the United States needs a full-time president. And that can't be me right now. And this, they're just listening to this as it goes. I don't know when that speech happened, but that dates this movie, so you know exactly the night. You never know. They could be listening to an old report on it. They just really love hearing Nixon getting kicked out. <laughs> they love Nixon's concession speech so much. I am not a crook. <laughs> they're really into Watergate, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
But they're driving through the storm, and all these motorcycles keep driving past them, and that's the third motorcycle I've seen today. Brad is the most stuffy, <laughs> judgmental dude in the world, too. Like, that crowd, or something like that. Life is pretty cheap for that type. And exactly. Janet's like, uh uh-huh, Brad, because we're from the 50s. But they get a, they start backing up because they come to a dead end, and, and they do, they get a flat tire, and Brad's like, I know I should have had that spare tire fixed. Yeah, you think, Brad? And it's very, at this point, he is still, it's like, leave it to Beaver here. He's like, oh, gosh, darn it. And he, like, pumps his fist. He's like, oh, I knew I should have done that. Better do push-ups as a punishment. I mean, he definitely gets a full-on handful of Janet movie there, too. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, to brace her, (laughs) quote-unquote. From the backwards impact. Yeah. (laughs) But then the line, it's such a simple one, but I feel like sets up what movie you're in for. Didn't we pass a castle? Yes. That's a common occurrence? We passed a castle a couple miles back. In Ohio. I, I don't think there's a whole lot of random castles in Ohio. It's, to them, it's like, didn't we drive past a gas station? That's how yeah. like nonchalant they were. If I was driving through Ohio and I saw a castle, I would pull over and be amazed. It's like, holy shit. Something good in Ohio. <laughs> Other than like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. You know what? No, I am not taking a stand against Ohio in this one. <laughs> so you, you tired of having Shirley Temple in New Zealand being angry at you? Shirley Temple has been sending me death threats from beyond the grave. <laughs> But they get out there, go into the, the castle to use their phone, and we get over at the Frankenstein Place song. There's a light over at the Frankenstein Place. Probably my least favorite song of the movie. See, I love it. I love all the, I don't have a least favorite song in this movie. Yeah, that, if I had one, it would be that one. Of That's like, I'll listen to the soundtrack like in my car and whatnot, and I'll skip that one. <laughs> Have it on vinyl. I tell you what, Brett, that's correct. Like, what if I listen through the soundtrack? Not always, but that's probably the one that gets passed over the most. Yeah. But it is cool because this is where we get introduced to Riff Raff. Because he's up in, like, the tower of the castle singing to them as well. (laughs) (laughs) They get to the door, they knock, and Riff Raff opens it. You're wet. (laughs) Yes, it's raining! Hello. Hello. Yes, you're all wet. (laughs) But it's raining. Yes. Come inside. You better move. (laughs) They come inside like, you came on a very special night. Are you having a party? The master is having one of his affairs. Oh, he's lucky. He's lucky. You're lucky. I'm lucky. We're all lucky. I would turn around right then. That'd be the end of it. Nope. (laughs) Nope. I would sit in the car. <laughs> no, I'm I'm still in at this point. You're still in with crazy lady sliding down the point, screaming these at you. Yep. Oh, okay, yeah, that's my that's my. Okay, I'm going home. My job is to watch these kind of movies. I know what we're in for. <laughs> but there was just singing. It's just a happy singy version. That's all. Soon there's going to be a man dancing around, creating another man, and aliens, and all this kind of stuff. Well, you know what it is, Greg? What? It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Fuck you! <laughs> Madness, Madness takes its toll. But listen closely. Not for very much longer. <laughs> I've got to 
Keep control. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the time warp scene, oh. right? As Riff Raff goes and you see the skeleton in the grandfather clock, the time warp starts, yes. Yeah, and he's dancing around, they bust into, like, the grand ballroom where all of the other partygoers are. What are these partygoers? Because they have, like, what's actually going on in this scene? I've seen this, but I need some explanation. They're the unconventional conventionalists. Because... Like, once Frankenfurter come, you almost feel like they're all part of, like, the scientific community to watch his experiment, because they're all shaking his hand and everything. But then, I don't know about the rest of them. And I know the difference between real world and musical world. In musical world, everybody sings and dances. That's not even in my head. But, like, I still don't know what's going on here. The time warp is going on. Again? They're uh, attached to science in some way, but it's, like, all, like, the outside fringe people like the weirdos come to be like okay we'll see you make a muscle man okay well it's just a jump to the left and a step to the right (laughs) put your hands on your hips the criminologist when it first starts it cuts to him and he just very dryly in his british way like pulls down a chart it's like it's just a jump to the left This is that pause, and it cuts back to everyone doing it, like, excitedly, and he's just being very clinical and cold about it. Until the very end, and he's, like, up on his desk dancing along with it. (laughs) (laughs) But during the time warp, we are introduced to pretty much all our players. We already have Riff Raff and Magenta. We meet Columbia. And this is the very first movie on Throbbing with Horror, Brett, that we've ever had a tap dancing solo, I believe. Oh, and I love Columbia. Where there's like there's like the uh who do you like from Gilligan's Island more, Marianne or Ginger? Are you more of a Columbia or a Magenta person? I love Columbia. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. That's a tough one for me. Although I have to say Magenta because a couple Halloweens ago my wife dressed up as Magenta oh. and I dressed up as Frankenfurter. Oh, got a little Okay, well I was about to be you should have been Riffraff. <laughs> yeah, but like the brother sister love duo. But I wanted to dress in the lingerie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are we not in possession of this photo, Corey? Oh, is there a photo? There is a photo. Why are me and Brett not in possession of this? <laughs> Can we because... post this on our Instagrams and Twitters? <laughs> no, because it has my real face on it. Damn we'll, it. We'll blur the face out. We'll take yeah. the face out. I, I believe I am in. <laughs> I am in. I am one of two people, well, two couples, that possess a photograph of me in the uh, Frankenfurter outfit. I at least need to see this. <laughs> we'll track the other couple down, don't worry. Intern Corey, we need you to- Oh, fuck, we can't ask him. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone passes out. Janet wants to leave, but they all get up, and Brad and Janet are backing up towards the elevator. They're... Brad's like, oh no, it's fine. You know, he's the perfect Americana boy, and Janet's they creeped do out. some more folk dancing. <laughs> Say, does anyone know how to Madison? Oh, <laughs> they like that joke does not go over well for some reason. It does, it does it's not, not like, land. No, everyone just like glares at him. Even Janet shakes her head. <laughs> well, but they back up to the elevator, and it opens, and here he is, the man oh. of the hour. Frankenfurter. Oh my god, Tim Curry. How do you do, do, I? See you've met my 
faithful handyman. It's I've grown up on because I uh, Muppet Treasure Island was a movie that I grew up on all the time. If that was like when I was a little kid, that would go on repeat. And to go from like I love Tim Curry and that all the way to he also did Rocky Horror because I remember the first time I made the connection, I asked mom. She's like, "Yeah, it's the same person." And I was like, "How is that possible?" <laughs> he disappears into this role though, like for for yeah. real for a minute. He is like. Frankenfurter to a T when he's on the screen here. It's wild how much like he's just like chewing the scenery every moment he's on screen. Yeah. Well, he's also he's the original Frankenfurter. He was the original Frankenfurter in the London stage play. Oh, was he? That makes a lot of sense then. Yeah, like also, Tim Curry is Frankenfurter. Yeah, and the pearl necklace is his. He brought that in. Yes. But then we get Sweet Transvestite, the song, you, probably aside from Time Warp, that you hear the most from this movie. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And we get the appropriate lyric, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. And next thing you know, Brad and oh. Janet are being removed of all their clothing for reasons. I, s- I, see, I see you, you shiver. shiver with Antissa. Patient. <laughs> I, I, um, me, 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 and Mrs. Intern Corey were watching this movie l- last night. As at this is our October movie, yeah. Like above all else, this is our October movie. Now we watch it every single other month as well, but like it has to be watched in October. I needed well, another October pumpkin. watch is special. Yes, like I needed another pumpkin beer, so I waited till it was right in the middle of Antissa. And then I paused it and went to get my next pumpkin beer. <laughs> that's good. I like Because as Greg of the Dead knows, I love me my pumpkin beers. Yes, you well, do. I completely agree with like this is like the Halloween movie because there's channels that will play it on a 24-hour loop on Halloween. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Like I, so. like I said, this – like there's a bunch of other movies that I also watch in October, but – this one and Ghostbusters, which I'm sure you all listened to the Ghostbusters episode and know how much I love that one. Like, these are my, like, Rocky Horror is me and Mrs. Intern Corey watch. Ghostbusters is myself, Mrs. Intern Corey, and Intern Corey Jr. and Jr. Yes. Oh, we all watch them. One last thing about this scene, because Liz and I, uh, in 2018, when we first met, um, went to go see a shadow cast of Rocky Horror in Pittsburgh. The JCCP, they do a very good job. Um, And we were at the very front row, and the uh, girl who was playing Frankenfurter comes up to Liz, and she just goes, is it okay if I dance on you? And Liz is like, sure. So like, Liz got grinded on by Frankenfurter (laughs) during the... uh, Live nice. shadow cast. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There's in their underwear, and look, it's already an awkward situation. I don't need the giant tall man in lingerie to point out how cute my undergarments are. <laughs> yeah, what lo- lovely underclothes. I would also like to say, still in at this point. Are you still I'm in? Still going. <laughs> I'm, I'm still here. I tapped out with magenta sliding down the rails. Brett, if you're in this situation, where do you nope out of oh, there? 
the weird uh, weird man who answered the door. <laughs> a rip rat opens and you turn around. <laughs> I'm just like, and he's like, hello. And I'm just like, I'm good. Go back to the car. I could drive on a flat tire. What's the worst that will happen? Nope, I haven't left yet. <laughs> Corey's still there. <laughs> I'm like, Corey's like, no, this looks fun. I'm like, you go then. But he's standing there giving the speech about what he's about to unveil and everything. And Columbia and Magenta are standing behind him like stone-faced in masks. And I'm not going to lie, they're terrifying in that moment. Yeah, this is also where um, when Frank uh, snaps his glove, it actually like whapped Tim Curry in the hand and it hurt him. So that reaction you see after he does it is real. Oh, no shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. But he unveils Rocky, the man he's created, which is a wet mummy at this point. Which, um, just a couple weeks ago, I was watching, because I love the Hammer Horror series. And I was like, I want to dive back into this a little bit. And I was watching The Revenge of Frankenstein. And I was like, oh, the tank and whatnot looks a lot like the tank from Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror must have been paying homage to it. No, it's not only the exact same tank from Revenge of Frankenstein. It's also the same dummy that was used in that movie. Oh, perfect. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if either of you noticed Frank's lab coat. The red Mm. triangle on it. Yeah, I did notice that. That actually has significance. Oh, what is it? That was how they marked uh, the Romani, the gypsies, in the concentration camps. You know, the the, the transients, you know, those that are the, the immigrants, those that are not, don't belong here necessarily. Important for later. Very true. Uh, but he does a bunch of science stuff, put some food dye into the tub with him, yes. puts on a bunch of levers, and Rocky is born. And he is just the most muscle-bound, tan, blonde human that you could create. Yeah, this is Rocky Horror from the title. And yeah, he's, he has like, because at one point he lifts his arms up, and he has like ripply muscles under his armpit. Like, I want, like, I know what abs are. What are those? <laughs> well, I uh, want to know how they found a guy who looks like this, who is also into musicals. Because, look, just going back to the dawn of time, you have two camps of people most of the time. You have these people and then the musical people. Typically, there's not a lot of intersect. Yeah. Um, they didn't find someone that was both looked like this and into musicals. They found someone who looked like this and was into money. Mm. Oh, really? They're like, here, come do this. Peter Hinewood, the man that played Rocky Horror, hates this movie. <laughs> really? Refu- refuses to have anything to do <laughs> with this movie. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure if he's still alive or not, but yeah, he, he won't even talk. Like, he won't do any of the... The like cast Con. reunions, cons, anything. Well, like I oh, like I saw um, Barry Bostwick showed up a couple years ago to the JCCP in Pittsburgh to like their live show and whatnot. So like he's still into it. I can't believe this guy is so against it. Wait, no. So my my confusion was very warranted then. So that's exactly what went on. <laughs> my favorite is Frank and Furter being like, "What do you think?" And Janet, I don't like men with too many muscles. One. Janet's a sweetheart. She's saying this for Brad. Yeah. Thank you, Janet. <laughs> uh, Frankenfurter's so offended. I didn't make it for you. I love his delivery of it. 
I love everything about Tim Curry's performance in this movie. Like, I cannot say enough about it. Oh, it's great. He's yeah. perfect. We cut into I Can Make You a Man. Yeah, well, basically, it's like you've been born for five minutes. Now, here's all of these weights, so you stay the muscle man I want you to be. But not only do we get his newest creation, his previous attempt breaks out of the freezer right as Hot Patootie kicks off, and Eddie, played by none other than Meatloaf, rides out on a motorcycle. Eddie! Meatloaf also played Eddie in the stage play. Oh, that makes sense. in, In London. And apparent, I was I was reading this earlier today. Meatloaf was very upset at first with the movie because in the stage play, the same person who plays Eddie also plays Doctor Scott. He thought he was going to get to play Doctor Scott in the movie as well. Oh, so that way you can definitely tell that they're supposed to be related. Well, I think I that would have been very boring. Yeah, yeah. But this Come is on, my Meatloaf. favorite song in the entire movie. Hopperty, blast my soul! I really love that rock and roll, and it's all like the saxophone. And I'm not even a saxophone fan, but I'm just like, yeah, that's fucking punk rock that he's doing. He's riding around on his motorcycle. Um, not only is he riding around on that motorcycle, he's riding along that edge. All practically on that motorcycle. I'm like, I know Meatloaf did the motorcycle thing in his stage show, you know, Bad Out of Hell and everything, but I was worried about him going over the ledge just riding this thing around there. Columbia is like the biggest Eddie fan. I don't even think Eddie was like a rock and roll guy. He was just a dude. Like, he's just like the rock and roll guy of the town kind of thing. It's not like he was in a band, but Columbia loves him. Like, she has like one of those giant wall sized murals in her room of him. Oh, to the point they're basically musical sexing during his song. I oh, absolutely way I can describe it. It's so great also because he breaks out of the cooler and he's covered in frost and he has like this head wound, which comes up later of Frankenfurter split the brain of Eddie to make Rocky. (laughs) I'm impressed how good he is at riding a motorcycle, dancing, singing, and playing the saxophone with half a brain. Right? I mean, I I am a full-on sucker for any kind of a saxophone solo. So like this, Lost Boys... You know, same. But, One of that maybe that's a ska fan in us, and that's why Brett doesn't get it. Yeah, I'm not a ska Coffee. fan. But here comes Frankenfurter with his pickaxe, basically, and uh, <laughs> Eddie sees him and is immediately terrified, running away. He runs back into the cooler and falls down. Frankenfurter murders him again with this pickaxe and comes back out covered in blood, and it's just like looks at Magenta and is just like, take my gloves. And she takes her glove, takes his gloves and Columbia is screaming the entire time. And Frankenfurter just looks around. He's like one from the vault. <laughs> but cuts back and I will make, I can make you a man. So rudely interrupted by meatloaf and Frankenfurter and Rocky go into their bedroom, which was oh. curtain drawn for the first time. And they're going to do some freaky stuff. Because Rocky, because even Frank puts his arm out where, you know, you like you interlock arms and you go walking down. He's so brand new. He doesn't know that. So immediately Frank's like, okay, you've been around for 10 minutes. Get in there. I'm going to fuck you. 
I love the uh, wedding march it plays, though. As they go, yeah. as they're walking in. They also go behind a super thin sheet. So you have to think all of the other partygoers there are like, oh, we got to get out of here pretty quick or we're going to start hearing stuff. I mean, does any of this castle feel like it's where anything is discreet? I don't think anyone no. minds. Yeah, I don't think these are the type of people that are going to care. Yeah, true. That's right. If anything, it's part of the presentation. They're all like, go to the jerk-off rooms! And they all pull down their pants. Brad and Janet are both shown to their separate rooms. Yeah, which is the exact same room, only one's in red light and the other one's like in blue. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Janet's in hers and Frankenfurter comes in pretending to be Brad and tricks her into having sex with with him as Brad, but then she knows it's Frankenfurter, and then she has sex with Frankenfurter because, but she's a virgin, so it's a big deal. Promise you won't tell Brad, it's pretty much the last thing. I promise. Yeah, and it's immediately she gives in because it is, once again, she's like, I've never, 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 ever done that. And he's like, I know, but it's wild, isn't it? And he like grabs her legs and like pushes them up, and she's like, ah! You wouldn't want him to see you like this! Oh, Brad. Brad. Brad! <laughs> it's like the classic westerns people about to have sex thing, where the legs go up in the air and they yeah. fall onto each other. It is just like a lot of, like, sounds. Before we get the next version of that, Riff Raff is scaring Rocky for reasons with the candlestick? Well, it's also, again, think of um, Dwight Fry and Frankenstein. It's like, why are you torturing this thing that just came around? Why are you torturing Rocky? But is it because now they're like, Frankenfurter's not going to have sex with us as much, so we're going to, like, get rid of him, then he'll fuck me again. I don't know. I feel like I need a prequel of why Riff Raff and Magenta are so fed up with Frankenfurter. It's like they they went on with him to this grand, like, journey, and it just turned out like, oh, all he wants to do is bang in a mansion. I mean, that's probably it. I mean, I, I could see where living with him would get tiring. Oh, yeah, this guy just parading around like this all day to musical numbers yeah. all the time. He's just always on. He's never just chill. Yeah, I could see it. It, makes, like, a, it makes for a fun weekend, but I wouldn't want to live that way. There's another stage show tonight, everyone. Oh, God, he's going to sing again. <laughs> the master is having another one of his affairs. Can you really call it an affair if it's an everyday occurrence? No. That's like if me waking up, pouring my coffee in the morning. Oh, there's Greg having one of his affairs. That's just all it is. That's every day for Frankenfurter. I really quick want to mention, because I forgot to mention it when the scene happened, and it's like my favorite tiny little thing, so I'd kill myself if I, did, if I didn't mention it. At the very beginning, when they all get into the elevator, and Riff Raff uh, pours himself a like cup of champagne, and then just throws the rest of the bottle on the ground. Like, yeah. he just doesn't give a single shit. <laughs> I love that part, but continue from here. <laughs> This is where Frankenfurter pulls the same trick on Brad. And I love that they just do the voice dubbing to trick, like, the audience and Brad at the beginning. And it's almost word for word the exact same interaction that happened with Janet. Yeah. You! It's so funny for it to happen to someone like Brad, though, for him to be duped because he's like that very firm handshake, put her there, like, like we said, all-American type guy. Yeah. And then have this... 
strange, like, alien transvestite man pull this trick on him. I don't know. Something about it just seems... I feel like he got one over more on Brad than Janet, I should say. Yeah. I would... Yeah, because it's almost like any... Someone got close to Brad's penis, and he's just like, oh my god, I can't stop myself. Like, he's like that, like, pent-up kind of thing. Which I could yeah. imagine Frankenfurter does, like, one stroke, and Brad immediately comes, and Frankenfurter's, like, mad. But then, right at the end, there's a big, like, monitor screen in the room, and Riff Raff appears on it and tells Frankenfurter <laughs> that Rocky's got loose. We see them sick the dogs after him. They're trying to find him. Janet's walking out and about, sees Brad on the on the screen with Frankenfurter, and she's angry! Why are you yeah. angry? You did the same thing! Well, it's the great thing, because Riff Raff is on the screen, and uh, Frankenfurter goes, Coming! And goes right back down between Brad's legs. <laughs> But Janet finds Rocky hiding in the the wet multicolored tub. Yes. And this is when Columbia and Magenta are watching on the monitor, could just be in some perverts. And this is where we get the touch it, touch it, touch me. I wanna feel dirty. This has my favorite <laughs> silly lyrics in this entire movie. The I was never into heavy petting. It only led to trouble and seat wetting. I don't know why I laugh at every single time. <laughs> and she keeps being like, tee-hee, through the entire song. <laughs> and if anything grows, whoop. I don't, I don't know. This scene just makes me laugh every time. And then the creature of the night with everyone's face appearing above her, like in her POV and everything. Oh, I love creature that part. Creature of the night. Um, but yeah, like you said, she was just doing the exact same thing with the same person. So why are you now one-upping them again? So now you're worse again, because you've done it with two people. Also, this is Mrs. Intern Corey's favorite song in the movie. Is it? Yes. Good. Good taste. Well, of but, course she does. She married me. Fair. <laughs> I love Columbia Magenta, like, dancing along, too, as this is going on, as they're watching the whole thing. They're, like, mocking her. Yes. And at the one point, she's like, um, I've never done a thing like this before. And Columbia looks over at Magenta. Magenta's like, uh-huh. <laughs> but Frankenfurter is whipping Riff Raff for losing Rocky at this point. And they're well, like, Master, we have a visitor because someone shows up on the monitor outside. Brad is also behind him now, just following him around in a robe. And uh, Frankenfurter's rocking a very awesome leather jacket over his entree. No, it's oh, not it's Eddie's? Eddie's, I think. No, it's not Eddie's. Eddie's was a vest yeah. and it had leopard print on the lapels. And it said, like, baby on the back. Yeah, yeah it said oh, baby on the back. Oh, I just assumed this still came from Eddie, though. Oh, I'm, I, I don't know. No, because it actually fit Frankenfurter. It could have been when they were together. And, you Maybe. know, like, sometimes you'll get kind of, like, I wasn't exactly into this before, but now that I'm with this person that's into it, I would, like, kind of get into it. It could be that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, he's whipping riffraff, but then someone's on the monitor outside, and it's Dr. Everett Scott outside on the monitor, and I love this magnet machine. Oh yeah, well, um, Brad goes up to the monitor, and is like, Great Scott, what's he doing here? And um, riffraff goes, you know, this earthling, and then Frankenfurter like, shoots him a look and like smacks the wall, he's like, oh, person? 
I love the magnet on the wall of he pulls this lever that he also seems to make him orgasm. And then all of a sudden, uh, well, because he's like, he'll be in the Zen room and there's just hookahs going at all times. <laughs> but he um, magnetizes and he like gets drug up the stairs. For some reason, he goes into Magenta uh, Columbia's room and does a lap around them. And then he crashes <laughs> through the wall. And it makes a screech sound as he stops. Yeah, it makes like the airplane like crashing noise. Like <laughs> the first time they use that sound effect in this movie. I have another fun fact really quick because we don't go into the lab a whole lot more. We do like a little bit. But the lab is pink because in um when films were shot in black and white, it didn't matter what color things were. And pink was the cheapest tile. So a lot of the mad scientists, like layers and stuff that you'll see were pink in real life. Oh, cool. Makes That's sense. A, this is another hammer uh, used uh, reuse set, I believe. Oh, makes perfect sense. I also like when they're speaking of the lab on here for a second. I love that you can see the super like strobe light right behind the window going the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, still in. No way you're still in at this point. Y- you know what? At this point, I was like. After this... Frankenfurter has blown you. I, at, that, at that point, it's like, you know what? Let's just see where this goes. Yeah, this guy's kind of nice. He said there was going to be dinner. I am kind of hungry. Yeah, I mean, you know. I could go in for, for some meatloaf. In, in for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> Which, a few, was it, how many years ago was it, Greg? Two years ago that we saw meatloaf at that con? Yeah. Where he looked super old, but he still had the leather jacket on, and it was really cool. And it was awesome that I got to see him in person. I didn't get to like meet him. I didn't stand in his line because it would have been like hours long. Oh, um, it was hours long. Yeah, I actually remember him being like really uh, reasonable for like how big of a name he was. He was like sixty dollars or something. Yeah, but I remember seeing Meatloaf, and I was like, "Holy shit, there he is!" <laughs> so I want to go over all these coincidences right here. Both Brad and Janet and Dr. Scott are at the same place for reasons unknown to each other. Dr. Scott is studying and knows about aliens, but is not here for that reason. He is here for Eddie, who happens to be his nephew, unrelated to the aliens or Brad and Janet, and everything kind of just intersects in this perfect, like, strange coincidence. It's the most wonderful coincidence ever. Uh, They all know each other, but did not plan this. They all know each other, but they don't know that each other knows each other? Yeah. Janet! Dr. Scott! Janet! Brad! Rocky! Hmm? Rocky looks. <laughs> and that and happens for like himself. three times in a row. Of They could have done it ten times in a row, and I was still laughed as hard. I have... my One of my Rocky Horror t-shirts just says that on it. That's great. I, I think is, you sent that one. Yes, I saw that. That's the one I sent the picture of to our group chat. The, all of this is going on, and Magenta shows up with a gong. It's like, bam! Dinner is prepared! <laughs> and then, given the circumstances, formal wear is optional. <laughs> then they're all at the dinner, and a toast to absent friends. And Rocky. Well, I it's great, because... um. 
Riff Raff and Magenta are walking around kind of preparing everything. I love when Riff Raff comes up with the giant like hunk of meat that we discover here in a minute what it is. And he just drops it in front of Frankenfurter of just like, he's so done with this shit. Um, they're pouring the wine and all of the glasses, which every glass is different. There's like a coffee mug and also like a beer stein. And half of, it's, yeah, half of it's spilling out. Like they like dump half of the, like it's something in there and they just like take it away and it spills all over the table. They don't give a single shit anymore. They're like, we're quitting tomorrow, so who cares? Yeah, we're <laughs> going home. But, yeah, he, they basically shatter the plate almost underneath the slab of meat they drop in front of him yeah. as he's cutting it. I love Frankenfurter puts on the happy birthday party hat and sings happy birthday to Rocky. Well, he starts it, and then it's like everyone kind of starts singing, and then Frankenfurter kind of cuts him off at the very end, like, okay, we were ready to begin. Because he's, like, so annoyed with Rocky. <laughs> What's where Rocky goes to take a sip of his wine? And Frankenfurter threatens him with the turkey knife. Well, it's great because it's one of those like electric turkey cutters. It's not even like a traditional like knife with one of those fork things, and he's slicing it. For some reason, it's a nice little like bonus thing that he's using like an electric little saw thing. <laughs> Which Texas Chainsaw did an homage to in in part two when Leatherface is using a t- oh, yeah. an electric turkey cutter. And it also makes for a fun sound when he points it like, hey, shut up, and does it. Adds that little fun effect. At this point, Columbia excuses herself once Dr. Scott asks about Eddie because she is too broken up over it. And then we get the Eddie song with him dancing around. I love the him. He starts using his shoulders and dancing like side to side in the Eddie song. Makes me so happy. On the day he was born, he was trouble. (laughs) Where is Eddie? That's rather a tender subject. Anyone want another slice? Another slice, anybody. (laughs) At that line, almost everyone else knows, like, oh shit, we're eating Eddie right now. Except for Rocky, because he has no idea. He's still chowing down. He's like, this is good pork. (laughs) Would Rocky even know it was weird? Like, would he know that this isn't right? It's like, well, I was told that eating is a thing, so I'm eating. But they rip the tablecloth off, and you realize they are eating Eddie, and everyone screams. And Janet runs, cut right into her next song, You Better Wise Up Janet Weiss. Oh, your apple pie don't taste too nice. Yes. Feels like a bigger burn than it probably is. Well, I love her reaction. She's like, oh! Um, Tsunami Bomb does an amazing cover of this song. If you guys remember Tsunami Bomb. I don't know them. I remember them, yes, but I did not ever hear this. Um, it's, the album is hard as hell to find, but it was called the Rocky Horror Punk Rock Show. Um, Groovy Ghoulies do the Time Warp. Uh, it's got Me First in the Gimme Gimme's, uh, science fiction double feature on it. The Ataris do the science fiction double feature from the end. I need to track this down. This sounds cool. It's an amazing album. Like, uh, one of my best friends had it in college. What up, Crystal, if you're listening? Frankenfurter's had enough at this point. Freezes everyone in place. Basically, they're stuck on the floor at this point. It's it's a lever that's labeled Medusa, and it turns you to stone. No, not this. This isn't the stone one. This is where they're all stuck. Oh, when they're stuck to the floor? We're stuck. My wheels. I can't move my wheels. Yeah. (laughs) We're glued to the spot. But Brett, you're almost on time, because right after Dr. Scott tells tells Brad that they're aliens, that's when they're all turned into statues. Yes, naked statues. 
Nope. Yes, they all lose their clothes, but they do the dignity of giving Dr. Scott a towel. Yeah, they gave him his blanket. Well, they didn't want his little stone wiener to get whole cold. <laughs> Columbia yells at Frankenfurter, and she's even turned to, and Rocky, for reasons I don't know, is also zapped. Frankenfurter's just done. Well, because uh, Janet keeps running to Rocky, and Rocky's like comforting her like constantly, and it just pisses Frankenfurter off, it seems. So he's like, okay, I'm done with you, even though you're like less than seven hours old. Magenta is hard having more a good irritated. time. Even, even smiling, smiling makes my, make my face <laughs> Magenta's over it, too. I grow weary of this world. When shall we return to Transylvania? And it's like, you and your brothers, um, and this is where we find out that Riff Raff and Magenta are brother and sister, and they fucking... Uh, what are you doing, are Step they? Bro? But they're not Step. Yes, where he's like, he goes, I, um... I'm grateful for you and your brother's loyalty. Yeah, but no, they never are they really... Es- oh, yeah, they're fucking. They never established that. Oh, they are neck-kissing. Yeah, but they never established fucking... This is this is Texas Chainsaw 2 all over again. <laughs> I'm not- Everyone's related. <laughs> they are! No, they no, they're, they're absolutely related. He's right on this one. Yes. But it's no, never, that- ever established that they're She's running around in all kinds of lingerie in front of them. They keep doing that hand thing where, like, it's a handshake thing. That's their handshake. Yeah, I I swear these because this isn't just me. I've heard this other places too. Oh, I mean, they probably are. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I remember you telling me you heard something other places too, and it was that Lefty and Stretch were siblings. I stand by that. My friends but, make fun of you so hard for that. It is. It wasn't. It, there was a part in the script that was supposed to be in there, but they cut it out where there was a reveal that Lefty and Stretch were brother and sister. You, you lost the battle, Brett. Let it go. No. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. What, sorry, wrong movie. At the auditorium, they're all statued on stage and unfrozen oh. one by one and we get the rose tint world song which i love i love it where the criminologist comes back on like he's come back on a few times but this yeah. reveal i like of and what about the stage show and an empty house in the middle of the night what could this be and yet yeah, it cuts to rose tinted uh, rose tint glasses right and i rose love that world. Song. Or Rose Tinted World. I love Keep this. Keep me safe song. from my trouble and pain. But they're all dancing, and I love Rocky. Is his first real like lines or anything when he comes up? I am just seven hours old. <laughs> I, I don't know. To be told. <laughs> he also sings the Sword of Damocles song back when he first comes out of the tank. Oh, that song ah, is good too. Rocky is, actually does have a good singing voice. I don't. I don't think it's him. I, for some odd reason, I don't quote me on this, but I believe he was dubbed. Oh, okay. that would make sense. Yeah, that would make more also, sense. I saw this movie like twenty times before I realized this scene contained nudity. Yes, you see nipples. Yeah, yes. I've watched this movie so many times without ever realizing that. And it's my favorite, like my uh, favorite female character in the movie, Columbia. Yeah, redhead. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw it, I'm like. Is this a weird copy or something? And I rewound it. I'm like, oh. Because 
she's dancing around and you could definitely tell what's not supposed to happen because she tries to like hike her corset back up but it doesn't quite work so she's just like go with it they're out <laughs> somehow from statue form dr scott unfreezes himself too oh i forgot real quick there's a pool orgy i'm just throwing that yes. out there Oh, and well, also, oh my god, it's Titanic! Because Frankenfurter's floating around on one of, like, the little life rings from the SS Titanic. Yes, yes. Oh, Peter Hollywood was, was dubbed. So much happened in this scene, because also, it's the big reveal of the RKO sign, which I've, like, I love old movies, and I will see this show up every once in a while at the very beginning. And every time I'm like, the movie's worth it just for this! But yeah, so Dr. Scott unfreezes himself. I don't know how he does this out of statue form, but they they make sure to cut to just as he's doing it so we don't have these questions. And he's not strong enough to resist, and he starts dancing, and he's kicking his legs up and everything like a can-can girl. Oh yeah, he has fishnets on and um, the uh, heels. Like, he's also, it's him singing about, like, I'm being pulled into the pleasure, and, oh no, am I resisting? No, I'm going to go into it. I'm going to be a sex maniac. (laughs) (laughs) I want to come everywhere. All of a sudden, (laughs) 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 Frankenfurter's party is cut short by Frankenfurter. It's all over, and holy shit, Riff Raff and Magenta are in their space outfits, they got their little pitchfork gun pointed, They got she's got the Bride of Frankenstein hair, they're pissed. Oh, I love her hair, yeah, it's cool. And it's very, and it's, um, basically, we're placing you under arrest, we're going back to our home world of Transylvania? Yes, yes. Uh, okay. in the transsexual, no, transsexual... In the oh, Transylvanian galaxy. That's right. I for, I mix those up all the time. And Frank uh, goes into... Um, fuck, is it... Don't I'm going home. Oh, I'm don't going dream, home. Don't dream it be it was in the pool with everybody. Right. Yeah, he's, he goes into I'm Going Home, which is one of my favorite songs in this movie. Right along with the Hot Patootie song. Just because it's almost... It is like saying earnestly of like... It's kind of a sl- it's a slow song, and it's all about Frank being like, I went away and you know I was searching for more, but then like I'm ready to like return back to my home, kind of thing. I also love the meme that came out of "Don't Dream It, Be It," yeah. which is you know it's the split of it's half of its Frankenfurter and half of its Pennywise. Yeah, that's great melancholy oh i'm finally going home is cut short because he's staying there and they're going back in in body any in spirit anyway rather presumptuous of you (laughs) say goodbye to all of this and hello to oblivion columbia screams at this moment and she's shot and killed with the laser gun frankenfurter tries climbing away up the ray no not up the tower just over the curtain and he's shot and killed Rocky picks him up like King Kong style, yes. shout out to the opening song of the movie, and carries him up the tower and sh- shot a ton of times, but he's laser proof. Well, he's super strong, man. This also kind of does play into when Frankenfurter was uh, singing about seeing Faye Ray and wanting to be just like her and whatnot. At this moment, you are. Yeah. That's I mean, it. Yeah, that's a don't dream it, be it. Yeah. 
But eventually the tower falls and Rocky is also dead into the pool somehow. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I thought it was just a big splash until I realized he was dead. And then there's the great line where Magento's like, you killed them. They liked you. They oh, never you liked, liked them. me. <laughs> they never liked me. They never liked me. <laughs> like, he's so butthurt about it. Of like, they're not my friends anymore. I'm taking my ball and going home. Riff Raff tells Dr. Scott, Brad, and Janet to leave, and all three very promptly do. Wow. It's great because Dr. Scott is like, you did right by me, and Riff Raff turns around with this look on his face like, motherfucker, you're speaking? (laughs) It's like, you better go now because we're beaming the house back to our planet. And we will all do the time warp again. And our world will do the time warp again. They all get outside right as the house takes off and blasts off into space. It's just a step to the left. And the pelvic thrust. So do they have to do the dance to drive the house back home the whole time? Probably. I would assume. Their pelvic thrust their way back to their planet. Yes. And it really drives you insane. Let's do the time warp again. <laughs> the narrator comes back on and we get this big speech about humans being lost in space floating on a rock and all this kind of stuff and credits come up to science fiction double features reprise and then into time warp and that's the rocky horror picture show science fiction double, double feature, feature. And it's so great. It, this is one it where is. you have to watch the credits just because the music's so amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's great. And it's different than what we heard earlier, too. Yeah, it's like slower, kind of. All right. Holy That's shit. Rocky Horror. Final thoughts. Did we just finish reviewing our last movie of Throbtober? Yes, we did. We Holy did shit. all 31. We did it. Greg can finally almost regain some of his sanity back. Maybe! His fingers are, like, cramped into, like, claws from editing. (laughs) It's all gone, don't worry. (laughs) But yeah, holy shit, Rocky Horror, like we said before, what do you end such a huge month of celebration on? Rocky Horror. It makes sense. We all love it. The most celebratory movie. Yeah. Um, The longest running movie in theaters. It's for like, what, 40 some years, 47 years or something. It's been going of it's the longest like it. There's all it's playing somewhere at all times. 45. Yeah, yeah. I guess it would be 47 years because it's 2022. And I'll be 40 and I'll be 40 next year. I thought you were already 40. No, I'm only (laughs) 38. Oh, you were almost... So last year, you were 37? Yes. Yes. I was 37. Since this does go up on Halloween, Corey, I'll tell you this. Me and Brett the other day were talking about how fun it would be. Well, because Brett told me he never did. I'm like, oh, we should go TP in a house then. Like, imagine some <laughs> like, old guy looking at our friends together, looking out his window going, those damn kids, and seeing all of us, like, roughly 30 to 40-year-olds running away, like, twisting our ankles, grabbing our chests, and falling over, trying to get away. So if saying, you want that offer still out if we all want to go out. My I mean, foot is hurt, I can be- and I'm hobbling away like I'm limping. 
I can be your old guy if you need me to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this thing, if someone looks out, expected a bunch of teenagers and sees us running away, that's Robin the horror crew got them. Me and my jack o' lantern luchador mask. Yes, bro. I'll, we're all like, Alan. We're not. We're, none of us are healthy, so we're wheezing and stuff. We parked too far away. I got a stitch in my side. Hold up! Hold up! Just go without me. I have to put my knee sleeves on. <laughs> All right, let's get into Count of the Dead. You guys ready? Yeah, let's yep. get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. All right, for the last time this month, the Throbbing Horror Count of the Dead tallies up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you two think we got with the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Four. Um, I feel like four is right, but I'll go with five just in case. Oh, you, you be trying to cover any stragglers? Yeah. That was a mistake. It was for... Damn it. It was Eddie, Eddie, Columbia, Rocky, and Frankenfurter. Yeah. But to be fair, I have like 10 more years watching this movie than Brett. No, we've been watching this the exact same amount of time. Just you were older. I was in elementary school. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um... That's great. Scout of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. (laughs) Let's do the ratings again. Yeah. Uh, Basically, I take something from the movie and I rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. And I come up with that thing right now. I'm going to do versions of Meatloaf. Okay. <laughs> it's like like meatloaf the food or meatloaf the person? Meatloaf. Just meatloaf. Yes. So a number one version of meatloaf, the worst version of meatloaf, is the version of like the edible meatloaf in this movie when they bring out the giant like hey like leg chunk of meatloaf, like that's his thigh, and they're like eating it. That's the worst version of meatloaf, because it's a dead meatloaf who's being eaten, and it's a person. You should not eat people. If you're listening to this right now and eating a person, put the fork down. Go to McDonald's. I was hungry. <laughs> um, a number 10 version of Meatloaf, the best version of Meatloaf, is Meatloaf and like Bad Out of Hell. I don't love all of his stuff, but I do love that album quite that a bit. Album is, that album is a classic. Or yes. if you want to go more movies, let's go Meatloaf and Rocky Horror or Meatloaf and Fight Club. Meat he had an insane D? career. Yeah, Tenacious D. Like, I, it's hard to believe all he would show up in and, like, all he was, like, interested in and all his career did. It's not just, like, amazing rock star. It's also movie star, somehow, and both work. And also to bring Meatloaf into, like, our, you know, little punk metal universe that we all met in, Meatloaf's son-in-law is Scott Ian from Anthrax. I yeah, it is. That. Yep. I've always wanted a beard like Scott Ian, like the giant long one within it's like multicolored. I've done it yeah. I've done it quite long before and then I give up and I'm like, no, it looks stupid. I look like King Cobra JFS. I don't look like Scott Ian. <laughs> um I'm giving Rocky Horror ten meatloafs out of ten, of course. I adore this movie. There's a reason I've been watching it since I was in elementary school of I love it at the very beginning. I was like, Oh, these are fun songs. Now that you get older, you understand more about the movie and it's still a lot more like, it's still a lot of fun. Like this is a must watch in October 
it's not a on Halloween movie for me usually, but like the night before, I will usually like sometimes go from the 30th to the 31st over midnight and I'll watch this movie like going into it. Yeah. Oh, it's a one from me. I, I hate this movie. No, of course it's a 10. <laughs> of course it's a 10. Like this and Ghostbusters are like two of my all time favorite movies. There's not many movies I would travel all the way into Pittsburgh to see a shadow cast perform in front of the movie and like act it out and be like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> I've never been to a midnight show, but I will be going to a midnight show at some point in the very near future, probably next year. They're fun. I went nine meatloafs out of ten. What? No! Great. What? Nine's a, a huge score. Five. I get yelled at. God fucking damn it, Greg! It's a nine. Why are I being yelled at for this? I thought it was going to go into the Hall of Fame, the Golden Hall of Fame, of which I already have two in. Son of a bitch! Exactly. So why are you being selfish now? Why oh, all the Golden I'm Hall? Trying of to fame. be better than Brandon at all things. You already have one up on him. I'm Gregor the Dead. I'm going to read it in nine so we make Brett mad. I gave it a nine! You gave Puppet Master Littlest Reich a seven and a half, and you're only giving Rocky Horror a nine. (laughs) I think it's a great movie. I love it. I just gave it a nine. I don't know. There's two of us that said ten. It's in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) You know what? This wasn't done maliciously, but if we want to take it this way, Brett... Do you recall a time you gave him a certain movie a point one? Well, because Predator sucks. I'm just saying. That's all. <laughs> Maybe if that was given a better rating, I would think more here. Oh, is this you're taking revenge on me? I don't know. That's possible. <laughs> but this is a you horror know, movie. Predator isn't a horror movie. <laughs> I, I, I love Rocky Horror. I feel weird that I have to defend a nine right now. What the fuck is going on? It's <laughs> not good enough. <laughs> It's a great rating, but I love this movie. There's some parts in it that I'm like, okay, it's a little bit slow. Pick it up, and then no, it, it, that's, there's not. That, that's there's over. Not. That's over extremely quickly, which is why I still got a nine. Still Hall of Fame though. See, this is the feeling. It's like almost. It's like 11:59 on October 31st. You know, in one minute, it's going to turn to November 1st, and everything gets horrible. Of, oh, that's this feeling right now you're giving me. I gave it a fucking nine! Yeah, okay. That's Whatever. Well, happy Throbtober, everyone. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed well, it. Tell them to check back, though. If they're in a bad mood now, they're going to get to have a giant battle where a winner will be chosen if they yes. didn't like my nine. So they have this to look forward to, even though nine's a great fucking score. But anyway. It's not a ten. It's not by ten. the time you're... To the end of this episode, there's the Halloween special out right now, so make sure you guys check that out, too. Yes. Yeah, I mean, absolutely check that out. Uh, let's thank Greg of the Dead for all the hard work he did this month. I mean, for the for the, for the the rest of us, we just showed up and talked. Greg was the one who really put this together. That's one of my favorite ongoing jokes, is like, I do as much work as Greg does on the podcast, but all I do is show up and talk, and then I give it to Greg, and Greg makes it sound pretty. So yes, thank you, Greg, for all of your extra hard work for making this possible. I'm cold, I'm tired, I don't trust anybody. (laughs) I just want to go home. (laughs) No, but anytime, I love doing this, this is great. So next year... 
we're going to do two movies a day. Fuck you, we are. <laughs> did, 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 is that the sound of Greg running into the woods? <laughs> yes. I, I think he fell over. <laughs> but for real, this has been great. Thank you. Anyone who listened to all 31 or even if you just listened to some of them, thank you guys for tuning out. Turning in, turn that. Thank you guys for turning out this month. It meant a lot to us. We had fun doing it. Yes, yeah. and please reach out to us on our social medias at Throbbing Horror on Twitter and one is the best place probably. And to, if you did listen to all of the episodes, let us know because I would love to know. And uh, who the fuck knows? Maybe I'll send you something. Oh, I definitely yeah. won't send you anything. <laughs> it I could be my hair. I need I need a haircut. You're going to get some Brett hair. I'll throw in a few beard hairs. Yeah. <laughs> I think that wraps up our last movie of October. I don't want it to end. Can we keep recording for another hour? We're going to, in like a day, we're going to record the Halloween special. So we'll be back. Yeah, tr- it's very true. Halloween is not over yet. There's still more <laughs> to look forward don't to. Pull back the curtain. We're doing this live on Halloween as we're talking. We're doing live. Almost- we're doing fucking live. <laughs> <laughs> I will say Wait. this is true though, listeners. Like this is the last movie we recorded we at least got that one in the correct order like we did all 30 movies already so this we actually ended on the ending yes yes but yeah thank you guys so much for joining us through throbtober click right over to our new bonus episode that's up right now and we hope that rocky horror picture show has left your brain throbbing with horror this brings to close another episode of throbbing with horror But fret not, friends. Another episode will be coming next week. Same time, same place. Be sure to check us out on all the social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin wherever you find your quality social media.